Welcome to Amateur All Tours, the podcast where every week we sit down and have a discussion about a movie. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me is my brother, Brian, and we would like to welcome you to Amateur All Tours. Welcome to the show, uh, episode three of the, the whole show. Three dash two, yeah, episode three, second movie. Yes, indeed. Uh, and... Uh, if you listened to last week, we talked about pretty thoroughly Dawn of the Dead, uh, George Romero, and I thought that was a very successful uh, yeah, I thought it discussion. Was uh, we talked for just under two hours, which I was actually really surprised and kind of proud of the fact that we were able to do that. Um, I thought it's a success. Um, yep. So yes. Um, so th- uh, last week was my pick uh, for a film. Now Brian. It is your turn to uh, pick <laughs> yes, a film, and a- before you pick, I obviously know what it is, but before, I thought you were going to pick one of two movies, and you know, I was correct in which film you picked, and I'm pretty what, what sure... What was the first one? Uh, it was um, uh, some Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Punch I bet. Punch Love? Or no, because we already watched Magnolia? that together. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Magnolia. That's oh, no, no, we're going to ease into that one. <laughs> That's that's a br- that, uh, that movie PT uh, is also it. like three and a half hours long too. So oh god, yeah. Um, but yes, I, I so I and I was correct. And honestly, this next film, I remember when we were talking about the podcast, and I was pitching you the idea, you know, and I was telling you the format, and I said yes. So I'm gonna pick a movie, then you're gonna pick a movie. And you're like, huh? How? And I'm like, yeah. Now you can actually show me the movies that you've been telling me to watch for years. And I just haven't gotten around to it. And you're like, ooh, I know what movie we're watching first. Yeah, I've been and telling you to watch this movie for a goddamn year now. And I, I don't know why I didn't watch it. Um, I, it's just, I don't know. It's I just didn't really have time. And I think when I, when I, I actually tried watching the beginning of the summer. And it was just the situation. You it was, weren't in it. It was a bad situation that took me out of this. Uh, that took me out of the film, and now I'm not in a, a yeah. bad situation, and I can actually enjoy the film. So, Brian, let's stop teasing. Uh, without further ado, what is the film that you teased last episode, <laughs> but that you are uh, picking well, for this? The week? movie that I recommended for Mike to finally see is uh, Guy Ritchie's Snatch. Um. You know, I guess. Do you have a yes? Yeah, so a brief plot summary. Well, or it's such a complicated movie. So, uh, um, okay. So let me <laughs> yeah, try. This was your it. film. You should have. Okay. You should have came I didn't, with the plot I, summary. I thought I'm like here. Wait. Uh, let's see. Let's go on. Uh, nothing oh man. Okay. IMDb I already pulled it up fix. because I'm better than you. All right. So oh, you already <sighs> pulled it up. Great. All right. Well, uh, go ahead. Boxing promoters, violent bookmakers, and a Russian gangster, incompetent amateur robbers, and a supposedly Jewish jewelers fight to track down a priceless stolen diamond. Beautiful. Couldn't have thank said you, it better IMDb. myself. Thank you, IMDb. Yes, thank you, IMDb. <laughs> Couldn't have said Brian it better myself. is too lazy to think of one. Okay, so, so uh, before we begin, so yes, uh, Snatch is our film. Director is Guy Ritchie. Came out in 2000. It is starring uh, a lot of people. Uh... Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Jason Statham, Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Jones, uh, yes, is um the uh, Dennis Farina, 
And uh, who's the uh, Frankie Four Fingers? Oh, um, Benicio del Toro. Yes. How could you forget that? Well, I it's whatever. Indeed. Anyway, so um, yes, uh, overarching plot is uh, a, a focuses on a diamond. Yeah, pretty much. And, 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 it's, di- and it's the uh, like subsequent, you know, characters that, you know, they're all interconnected in indirect, either indirect or very direct ways. Yes, this film is so complicated, I had to, I, I call it the web of involvement, where I sat down and I wrote how every single character is connected. Um, it's obviously a visual thing, but I will post this on... Yeah. Facebook, all our social yeah, media out, Instagram, outlets, Twitter, all that stuff, just um, so the listeners can see. Yeah, and well, I guess we'll go. We'll 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 reference the web of involvement as we get along. Um, but I so this actually is a good segue because, um, the reason I really like this movie so that it kind of caught my attention initially. Um, I mean, right off the bat, um, this intro sequence. Um, well, actually, the the intro sequence. Like the character introduction after the first scene of the robbery, um, which we'll get into uh, in a minute. But I think the reason it really kind of, in retrospect, looking at the movie, I think it really catches my attention because we were just mentioning, you know, Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson, and this this type of movie is very reminiscent to, you know, a Paul Thomas Anderson or a um, Robert Altman type screenplay where there are literally, like you counted, there are 12 characters in Snatch. Well, we were going to, I was going to get to that, but uh, jump in the gun a little bit, Brian. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's early on. We can still get away with this. So, but I mean, I'm going into the fact that, you know, just like Paul Thomas Anderson, like Magnolia or Boogie Nights, or um, I'm trying to think of any, any other movies that really, those are the main ones. And also like Nashville, like by Robert Allman the one that just kind of jumps off me, that involve this very complex web of characters. And it's, I mean, I like these kind of movies too. It's very intricate, but very, you know, if done well, it's awesome. Um, if done poorly, it can kill the movie and can seem really trite and, like, you're trying to imitate these awesome other directors. Guys, yeah. Like, you're trying to be a Guy Ritchie or a Tarantino or a Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. And it's just, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It, it's a it's a hit or miss. And in this in the case of Snatch, it is a total hit. Yeah, it it's works a total home completely. run. So I mean I guess we'll just jump right into it with the um you know so Diamond Store Heist. So we're gonna so the opening of this film it it, it opens um before the heist, it opens with an opening opening monologue between Jason Statham and uh who plays um he was in Band of Brothers but I, I really can't remember his name. It was Tommy, correct? I am. Yeah, Tommy. Looking, the gun. I'm looking at the um, IMDb uh, IMDb page uh, here. Um, anyway, Jason Statham and Tommy. While I'm still looking, they. While you look, I'll say they. Um, they're sitting in front of this like mystery guy, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Okay, so Jason Statham and Stephen Graham are sitting in front of this, you know, mystery figure, you know, silhouetted head, and they're talking and. It's really the introduction to uh, Jason Statham's character of Turkish, and um, um, I already forgot his name. Stephen Stephen <laughs> Grant. Man, you and actors. Yeah, names, I'm really you're bad. You're horrible. Anyway, so what I really like about this, it's like the opening monologue, and it's very... It reminded me of Tarantino a lot, especially Reservoir Dogs, um, in that it is it this monologue quickly establishes a, a tone, and... It's goddamn is it very clever. A, sty- a clever and stylistic tone. So Turkish 
is named after a plane crash, which is like that's it's a that's such a cool that's such a, quick, a memorable cool. and clever thing. And then Tommy, he thinks he's named after the gun. He says he's named after the gun, but he's named after he's named after a dancer, like a 19th century dancer, like ballet dancer. And and it establishes their relationship. But he also as says like partners, but but they're also brothers. No, he, like, he's no, like, like a brother. He's like a brother. Yeah. And then he and then he gets the main. Um, I guess going of the story is the diamond. He says, "What do I know of diamond? I'm a boxing promoter." And now it gets into the opening. This incredibly uh, clever and well shot opening of I love the cinematography of here. Uh, what I don't like is the dialogue, but we'll get into that it, in a minute. It's so more the accent that is. But I, it's 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 okay. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, the cinematography is is shot through a. Uh, a security camera. A security camera, multiple, and the camera is panning between different monitors as, as different angles of shots. As, uh, yes, but as the um, I guess as these rabbis or Jew, Jew, or Jewish men the rabbis, yeah, walk through and they're talking. Now, okay, first time I saw this, I had no idea what they were saying. I now I yes, the accent is distracting, but also I thought the music was a little too loud. It's like. It, it's it's I I thought yeah I thought there wasn't a good balance between especially uh, just in this scene between dialogue and music because it was like the music is really stereotypical Jewish I can't really describe it anything yeah else we than all that. know but um and and what I what are they really talking understand. about I know you wrote down what they're well, talking okay so about. the second viewing I was pausing and rewinding a lot of it and so the second viewing I got that it was an Adam and Eve and that was a good story. But but it's a story. Uh, they mis mistranslated the Torah. Moral um, fiber, right? Like what? So Adam and Eve was like a good story, like it presented but, like moral fiber. But it, yeah, it was a story. But then and then it. the Torah mistranslation was a spelling error, which led to the Christ prophecy, uh, which gave birth to the Catholic Church, which goes to just because it's written doesn't make it so. But okay. What's the point of it? Is it just like like a virgin, or like the the yeah, like, like a the virgin like in virgin. Reservoir Dogs, where it just kind of is like a clever thing? But if that's the case, the like a virgin in Reservoir Dogs adds character and it gives characterization to all the characters. And this is kind of like, oh, that's a really clever way of thinking about it. But it doesn't really come back. I guess is the point of like, uh, well, they the just because it's like like always like. Uh, I don't know. Well, well the comparison the has. Of it? <laughs> well, there is no point. I think the comparison that is often made of at least indie or like post, you know, like 2000 Guy Ritchie, is that like a lot of he draws a lot of influence from Tarantino. Um, at now, least that, that's what's been said. Now I haven't seen really much of Guy Ritchie's films. Uh, again, going back to uh, IMDb, like starting at Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, and, uh, and Snatch are pretty much like almost the same movie, at least in like uh, That's what style. I've read. I have not seen all of Lockstock. But, but then there's but... like the Sherlock's Home movie, and he just had his new movie, like The Man from Uncle. I think that's what it's called. Like, I actually want to see that, but... um, Director. He's had a few other movies that I forget, but... Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, both of them, Man from Uncle, and he's working on Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur. And he's cool. filming. That's released for 2016. Okay. Um, um but but I've I, I guess I've seen a little bit of Rock and Roller, but I I guess I'm gonna. Didn't really hold back. my interest. That's a that's, that's a, a debate story. for another podcast. Going back to it, it really whatever Benicio del Toro was saying, I don't really think it matters. I think it's just it's just a it's but, a cool little intro. It 
Yeah, it that's true. But it's just like, does it serve a point besides being like uh the conduit for this really cool uh I mean does it have cinema, to cinema just have to I, have a point? I, I guess. I mean with clever writing I would hope it would like you set it up in the first act. I maybe reference it in the end. I don't know. It doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't really then, it doesn't really the next detract. part you immediately forget whatever happened because then yes, they're robbing. The badass robbery of walks in and is like, Oh you're gonna get me hot burn and then they rip off his 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 uh, plate uh, chess piece chess piece and they take and these guns and they take out the guns and this is when the stylistic awesome music pumps in and just the the whack not wacky just the crazy editing with like things turning up on itself and like and close ups on the gun and close up like, on the gun and it's like and it's I also noticed that the cuts are um it's it's like it's kind of like sporadic it'll be like let's say. It's like it's like him walking across, like destroying on a desk. But it, it'll like miss like a few frames yeah. in the beginning. But it's like, stylistic, and then they're all like, "Get on the ground, get on the ground, where are the stones?" And then they take all the diamonds. And my my favorite line from that is like, "Where are the stones?" Whack! Yeah. And he's just beating the guy. Where are the stones? Or yeah. where's the stone? And then and then, and then, then it's like snatch. And, and then, then and then snatching it. And then this is when we get it. Well, first off, it I love the spins. It's awesome and. It, this this whole thing with the quick cuts, the music, the dialogue, and the action, it really involves and captivates the audience and the audience's attention. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? And that's what happened with me because I totally forgot that I had no idea what the hell any of them were saying when it first started. Yeah. And But in this scene, in 64 seconds, Brian mentioned it earlier, but in 64 oh, wait, seconds... Um, sorry for interrupting. They also um, they ended the scene with... Um, Benicio del Toro, like, the Russian guy was like, give me your gun, and then go to Boris the Blade. Uh, okay, well, I was gonna get that. Sorry, but uh, that was because we're going, like, chronologically. But anyway, well, so in 64 seconds... Well, I was gonna get to that. But anyway, in 64 seconds, we have uh, 12 characters introduced. We have Cousin Avi. Yeah, Cousin Avi. Ke- Cousin Avi, Sal, Mickey, Vinny, Frankie Fourfingers, Turkish, Gorgeous George, Tommy... Bullet Tooth Tony, Boris the Blade, Doug the Head, and Bricktop. The only ones you know at this point are Frankie Fourfingers, because you recognize him, um, Turkish, and Tommy. You oh, have, but this is this is kind of the brilliance of it that like this is where we said like it's really up to the director to really like do something like and pull it off something like this because this is something like straight out of like um the the best comparison i can make of is magnolia because even though you haven't seen the movie the intro of the movie is it's like it's one cohesive narrative like the whole thing like with paul thomas he's like they seem very separate but they're telling one story together and it's very like it, one person will be doing their thing, and then it's a, and then it's like uh, uh, like they're watching TV, and the person's on the on the TV, and it's like that's how it's connected to this story, and it's all connected, and this is where it is for this. It's like oh, like cousin Avi has the diamond, and then he uh, like calls like Doug the head or whatever. I can't remember the sequence exactly, but I remember um Vinny. He like Mickey tosses like jewels to Vinny, and then Vinny like gives it to Saul or something. You know what I mean? It's it's all it's connected. Just, like he's no, it's an interesting. It's like, yeah, Mickey throws it to, to Vinny. Or somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. Um, What I have to... It sets everything in motion, but what I have to say about that is, like, um, Richie is making you... Is making the audience 
keep up with the plot. It forces you to pay attention to who these characters are and to remember, but it rewards you. For Some films don't, like, it's like they'll introduce all these characters, but then they don't do any. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you remember this guy? Well, this film rewards you for And literally all these characters, yeah, do something. And, and what you just said, every the, the one catalyst mo- movement that sets everything as mo- in motion is um, one of Frankie Fourfinger's men like one of his uh, accomplices says give me your gun and says i'll be like he, if you want a gun because he's because frankie fourfinger is, is going to london to get the diamond i guess appraised and he says well, he's gonna go, sell it because of avi yes but he's getting the diamond appraised is like he? he's getting it. Doug the head is checking oh, yeah, out yeah, the yeah. diamond. Yeah. Who then? Who then will calls sell cousin it. Abby? Yeah. Or, or Doug the head is the buyer, or he's the seller. He's gonna buy it and then sell it to cousin Abby. Yeah. But um, so give me your gun. It sets everything in motion where Boris the head or Boris the blade is introduced, and this is okay. This is when I want to bring in the web of involvement <laughs> because yeah, at this point consult. now d- now. I'm going... Uh, oh, we didn't say spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Attention, Sorry. everybody. There are spoilers in this film, <laughs> or in this discussion. Um, <laughs> we didn't really say anything too bad. But you know what? You're, you're listening to... Uh, there are spoilers ahead. You're And you're also <laughs> listening to, um, you know, a movie podcast where we... Last episode, we discussed movies, so... We'll, we'll just... I'll make a mental note of that. Yeah. Uh, talk. Hey, to... welcome to uh, the beginning of this podcast, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so my web involvement, I know we haven't introduced some of these characters, yet, we haven't discussed them, but I'm hoping if you're listening to this, you have seen the film or you're interested, but this will all make sense, if you haven't seen the film, this will all make sense once uh, the podcast continues. So, the web of involvement, it all starts with Frankie Four Fingers, and he has a diamond, who then goes to Boris uh, to get a gun, Boris, then, um... They know he's gambling... They know Frankie has a gambling problem. Yes, he, 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 uh... His, uh... His accomplice calls Boris and says he's a gambling problem. Because they're brothers. Yes, because they are brothers. Who sends him, uh... Who says, oh, you should go to this boxing match and... And you should bet for me, because I'm not allowed to go to the bookies. Go to the bookies and set a bet for me. And this sets him on the line of, oh, gambling. Who then... That's... <laughs> and he never makes it to the bookie, but Boris goes to uh, Saul and Vinny and Tyrone with the dog. The dog is important. Um, we'll just go into that scene then. Um, well, it, but as who who says I want you to rob the bookie and rob the diamond? Uh, who <laughs> and then they end up it's, um, stopping uh, Frankie Four Fingers from entering the store or the the bookie by backing into his car and knocking him out. They go in. And they rob the bookie, who is Bricktop, the main villain. Now, Bricktop is how Turkish and Tommy get involved, because uh, Bricktop goes to Turkish and says, "You're gonna throw your fighter's gonna throw a fight." Which I caught this that um, it, the, Bricktop goes to Turkish because he knows he's legit. Well, he knows he's legit, and he won't throw a fight, which makes it even more legit. So. Uh, for Bricktop, at least. He yes, knows that people it makes will it, see it as a legit fight. Yes, it's not that's fixed. So, that's how they're involved. Now, Turkish sends Tommy and uh, their George fighter George. to go find a caravan, like a trailer, for Turkish. 
Uh, they go, who's Mickey? Brad Pitt's character, by far the best character this whole film. Yes. Um, like Dags, and uh, they try and buy a, uh, they buy a crappy uh, trailer, which breaks. They get Mickey cheated. and George fight. Mickey, in long story short, Mickey takes the place of George for Bricktop. That's how they get involved. Um, now, going back uh, to Cousin uh, Avi and Doug the Head. They're, they're involved because uh, Doug the Head's going to sell the diamond to Cousin Avi. And he goes to London because um, Frankie Fourfingers, he finds out that he's going to bet. Cousin Avi realizes it. Yeah, and he's he, and he like... Frankie, I got a problem with gambling fucking four fingers. So it's like he realizes that Frankie might, you know, potentially lose this diamond. So Frank or er, cousin Avi goes to London to get Frankie four fingers, and that is why he is in London to get this diamond, no matter what. Yes, you following, folks? Yeah, that okay. that sounded really convoluted. But we'll, we'll, it, it, we'll this we'll is walk. a convoluted, not not convoluted in a bad way. But anyway, so then we'll hold your hand. Don't worry. Uh. <laughs> Boris gets in a, into a beef. Well, I have an arrow going to Cousin Avi from Boris. So, yeah, they, so they get into a beef because... Uh, Boris they, gets the stone. Yes, gets the stone, and they want to get it back from him. So then they hire Bullet Tooth Tony, uh, I guess a, mer- a mercenary who... He's like a contract, yeah. Contract yes, who guy. is going to try and get it back. Now, Joel... Or, I have Joel. I, it looks like a J. Sol, uh, Sol, Vinny, and Tyrone have the diamond... Um, how did they get it back again? Hmm? How did Sal, or Saul, Vinny, and Tyrone get the diamond back? No, they, they found it in Frankie Fourfinger when they kidnapped him. Yes, but then and Boris then they came found back it. and stole it. No, they found it, and then, um, they found it, and then they put it back in the case for some reason, and then Boris kills Frankie Fourfingers, takes the case to his house, and then that's where Cousin Avi and Bullet Tooth Tony go to Boris's house, take the case with the diamond and then um uh <laughs> and then uh what the hell right anyway they get the diamond in we the gotta end, walk through this well, which then the dog who was established swallows things swallows the diamond and he's also established that he runs back to its owners which was brad pitt runs back to the original campsite where turkish and tommy after mickey uh has a plot that kills bricktop <laughs> <laughs> uh, they burn down, they run. Turkish and Tommy go back to try and find them. They find the dog, get the diamond. Uh, and they go to Doug the Head, which then goes to Coven- Cousin Alvi. That's the film. Thank you for listening to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, see you next week. Thanks for supporting us. Okay, anyway, um, so where did we leave off? You kind of gave the whole movie... Uh, when we right just- when... Uh, they Frankie Fourfingers talks to Boris because I feel like a lot of this is just going to this this show is going to be describing the plot. Well, like, no, there's a lot to say about the movie. Okay, well, how about we go from there? So from Frankie Fourfingers goes um, to Boris. Okay, he gets a gun and he asks him in return to you know go to uh, a bookies this of uh, that is Bricktop's fight and to bet. But and then, but little does Frankie Fourfinger know that Boris is arranging for him to get robbed by uh, the pawn shop owners, uh, Vinny, Saul, and Tyrone. Um, so yeah, you can take it from there. Or do we need to consult the web again? 
Where'd you leave off? <laughs> the I left off that Boris made the arrangement with Saul and Vinny to rob okay. Frankie Fourfingers. So let's try and keep it in... I'm try- <laughs> it's kind of like it's, it, it's, there's it's, a lot movie, happening. This movie jumps around, so it's hard to talk. Like if we talk about this movie chronologically, it might sound convoluted and confuse uh, the listener, especially if they haven't seen the film before. But if we go into breaking it in parts, it we're going to be missing. We're, we're going like to be leaving out important stuff. details. Yeah. So so I think we should just go in the movie chronological. Yeah, that's order. what I thought we were going to do. So. Um, where were we at? I keep forgetting. Oh, uh, you just said, uh, Boris. Yeah, Boris made the arrangement. Okay, and so then he goes to, um, Vin- uh, Vinny and Saul, who, we show up with Vinny, he gets a, he gets the, the, the dog from the, uh, Pikey campsite, and, um, which is, like, just kind of, like, a little throwaway, and they, a lot of the dialogue is, like, kind of throwaway dialogue, they're like, where'd you get that dog? It's like, oh, I got it from the, the Pikey camp, campsite, you know, they're always throwing in dogs with their deals, it's like, that was just a throwaway and that, line. And then that sets up, that scene sets up that the dog runs back. Yeah. It's like, lots of things that seem insignificant are actually Or, like, just, like, happenstance, it's not. It's, that, and that just goes to show how tight this kind of script is, if you pay attention, it's there. Um... And so that's kind of them, they're arranging, you know, there's nothing really too much to say, like, when we get to the technical sequences, we'll, we'll comment on them, but, like, really, it's just, like, the story, it's very, you know, engrossing, um, and you can get really lost in it really quickly, which is why I really like it, um, so then they, they set up, you know, they're gonna rob this bookie, um, we also missed out, uh, just talking about this plot, it's like, we missed out on the, uh, the introduction of, of Bricktop, but that's with that's with um Turkish and oh, his so segment. We, so oh, we're so about we, to come on to that. Oh, so okay. we open up with Turkish now, like he's um you know, there he's talking with Tommy about um, you know, buying a new caravan, which is a, a an R V, a mobile home. And um and like that's even more of like witty, snappy, funny dialogue. It's like they're talking about it like um Well they talk about how well the the introduction to like Mickey is that he's not he's not Irish, but he's not Scott or something like that. He's not no, one about the, the accent. Oh well, you, the point but is I you can't understand him. That's why they're so good at uh, negotiating because you can never understand what they're saying. Yeah. Um. But I also like kind of with the Turkish and Tommy first like exchange. I like how it's like, oh like, and it's also kind of a recurring joke. It's like, Tommy. It's like, what's that? It's like, it's me belt, Turkish. And it's like, no, you got a gun in your trouser. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what is it for? Is it Germans? And like, it's just. You know, you can tell, like, that they really have, like, good chemistry together, and, like, they, it fits that they're partners together. But anyway, and then he sends, you know, Tommy and, um, Gorgeous George to get a, um, caravan RV from, you know, Brad Pitt and the, uh, you know, Gypsies, as is the proper word for it. But, um, um, so then they arrive, and, um, you know, I love it. The first intro you see of Brad Pitt is him taking a shit in front of that car, that, or in, behind the car, that's what he's doing, he's, like, bending over, and, like, kind of squatting, and, like, looking, and then he pulls up his pants, like, he just took a shit, like, I, I love that, and then, and then he walks up, and he's, like, and it really goes to show, like, how great of an actor Brad Pitt is, Oh yeah. because, like, the first go-around, I did not understand a single word he was I saying was under- the entire I understood movie. what he was saying, but, no, like, well, my second go-around, like, I part totally get it, to understand. yeah, but, um, and like, and it, I've just like just to get that accent down is really quite amazing. Um, but then, they, yeah, so he talks to Tommy. You know, they they arrange the to buy a caravan, 
and then eventually it breaks down on them before they even leave the campsite. And then Brad Pitt's like, nope, you gave me your money, you're screwed. Um, but it's like, you know what, I'll give you your money back if you fight me, if I fight your fighter. And so then they get in the ring, and, you know, little do you know that, you know, Brad Pitt is like... He's a bare-knuckle boxing he's champion. The, he's, I think he said he's like the world jiu-jitsu fighter No, he's something. a bare-knuckle boxing champion. Oh, I thought he said jiu-jitsu No, it's not jiu-jitsu. No, I'm saying I thought he said that, but, um... But he knocks but guys anyway, out Anyway, he, like, punch. knocks Gorgeous George out one punch immediately, which I thought he was dead the first yeah, time. Yeah, I did too. I, I actually, I remember his perking up like is he dead yeah. guess not you don't see him get back up but yeah but then um and then that goes into i think the segment where they're like um we need to switch the fighters now and let's see right i, I kind of forget like the chrono like the chronological order of like the scenes in the movie i, I know the story um I believe so. Okay, well, I guess we'll just go well, with the... it goes... The fight, I think... Oh, man, this is, like... It's just a lot here. Uh, most of my... Well, look at your notes. What did you I write? I am, and it's just... It's, it's like all over the place, just because this movie was all over the place. Oh, because I also did not write notes. I did not prepare Oh, yeah, because you don't need notes. You no, told me well, you don't I need just notes didn't, for Snatch. Well, I mean, we got, we got movies lined up. I just didn't want to take the time. I'm, I'm lazy. I'm sorry. Wow, Brian. Wow. Anyway, um... I'm guessing they're they're arranging the fighters now. They're changing them. Uh, it's the intro to Vinny and, Sa- and Saul. After that, which is we already talked we about, about that. that. Uh, I guess we'll just. I guess this is now. I guess we'll just mention Brick Top. And then is, it's, it's a, and then it's them getting set in place. Um, it's them getting set in place, like in the, in the um the parking spot, and then. Like outside the. Uh, we'll talk. Okay, we'll talk about these like in just chunks. I don't really think it matters to the chronological like of the movie. I think as long as we talk about the scene. So here, let's talk about the Bricktop introduction. You want to? You mentioned Bricktop's introduction. You yes. want to talk about so, that? So Bricktop is introduced as a ruthless bat- bastard, and he is clearly established as the main villain. Um, you, the first thing you get from him is that his main method of killing people is a stun gun a plastic bag, a roll of duct tape, and pigs. And that pig idea is pretty important. Well, not important, but it's... No, it's just it's another, it's another, another really cool like tidbit thing of the movie. And then uh, Turkish even said that he's a bad guy. Yeah. So, uh, and he's like, you don't want to get on the wrong. You don't want to get... You don't want to owe him anything. You do not want to piss and, this guy off. And... And he says that... And he says, like, Bricktop's like, oh, I'm doing you a favor. And then Turkish retorts in his own mo- in his inner monologue that uh, actually uh, I'm doing or he's uh, he's doing me or I'm doing him a favor or he's doing me a favor something like I'm in your pocket like I'm in his pocket which is something you don't want um and but it, then it quickly establishes him that he is a ruthless bastard I mean shit what, even the even when they um go to tell him to switch the fighters he's having dog fights like and he's poking dogs in cages like prodding them like He's a bad dude, and, um, um, so then, like, so then they're saying to switch the fighters, like, you can't, I like, that's another funny tip, is like, we, we lost Gorgeous George, like, what do you mean you lost him? He's not a set of fucking car keys, and he isn't exactly inconspicuous now, is he? I'm like, oh god, like, this dialogue, I could just talk for days about it, but, um, so then they decide to, you know, put Brad Pitt in, 
um, as the substitute. You know, they take bets yes. at the fight, I, even I, though the bookies close. I also like the whole, like, a little bit before that scene, how they're talking. And it's just like, again, with clever dialogue, where it's like, oh, well, um... We'll replace George with these guys, like the mad, like the mad, or and the gun. Oh yeah. And then it's like, it's like, are you nuts? Like the the mad went mad, and then the gun shot himself. And yeah. It's like clever, but it's like throwaway stuff. Or it's not throwaway, but it's like it's like said, and then you forget it's just, about it's it. It's really morbidly funny. And then and then we get to Mickey. Uh, they're negotiating, um, for him to fight, and he says he'll fight for a cavern for his ma. For meh. It's for meh. Um, <laughs> what? Meh. But, uh, so essentially he's doing this all for quote-unquote good intentions. Um, and then we get to the fight, and they said, you better, like, you make sure you go down in the fourth. And he says, well, make sure that that guy goes down in the, f- like, he can last the fourth. And then he ends the punch. He, oh no, he ends the fight in one punch, which gets Turkish and Tommy in deeper, uh, Shit. What? Shit. Shit with Bricktop. Yeah, because basically all the guys who Bricktop said, you know, bet this way lost, you know, like 40 grand. And so Bricktop's like, I'll make it up to you, I promise. You know, it's like, you're not going to be regret. And so I guess this is a good segue to uh, the Vinny, Saul, and Tyrone yeah, so segment because it's actually, going on at the same time. That is the next sequence. So the bookie robbery. Um,. They are sitting there looking, waiting for Frankie Fourfingers. They also in. back him into his own car without knowing. Yes, it. but they they don't know that. So yeah. they see a man go in with a a briefcase, and like, oh, well, that must be him. Let's go in. Now this uh, robbery is probably one of the f- one of the funnier bits of the movie because when you watch it, it is literally. Every smoking gun episode well, of you know, stupid criminal. Th- that's how Guy Ritchie got the idea. It was literally taken from like every thing in that film or that scene was taken from like um arc like actual footage of stupid criminals doing that well because like literally everything goes wrong first off i have i have eight things that uh, stupidly go wrong there's no money they get locked out which is funny because they were kicking they're not even locked out well they're locked they're, out they're, the pull, they're pushing they're, they're on a pu- pull they're door. pushing on a pull door <laughs> and that comes out too because okay so the woman is not scared they're not intimidating. Uh, four, they're seen on the cameras. They get away with absolutely no money. They lose both of their guns. Uh, like we said, we they push on a pull door, which is funny because that leads to them getting hurt because uh, Saul starts shooting the door and it's bulletproof and the bullet comes back and hits yeah. Vinny in the leg. <laughs> and... Um, like and like Vinny gets like caught in the uh like the the doors that go up and then and then Solomon he like I don't know if you notice this like when he shot the shotgun he hit himself yeah in the he hit dick. himself in the he hit himself in his uh genitalia and his dick. Uh, and that actually <laughs> shut up Brian and that actually happened and Guy Ritchie liked it so much that it was so genuine that he left it in the film <laughs> <laughs> it was funny but yeah so then that leads to uh, them kidnapping Frankie and at this point I um. I st- I'm going to just go to my web involvement because I stopped taking notes because I realized that I have eight pages of just notes on the... It's mostly the plot, and so I'm just going to use this web of involvement that's helped me get along. So, through that, they end up kidnapping uh, Frankie Fourfingers because he was, they backed into his truck, or his uh, his van, and... And they find oh this is the man with the with the with the uh, with the briefcase and they open it they go through and they find the diamond 
And then Boris comes in to give him the money, and they're like, no, we want more because of this diamond. And Boris ends up just... Excuse me, he ends up... Um, going in, killing Frankie Four Fingers, which I was actually really surprised that that actually happened. And then... Um, hacks off his arm. Yes, hacks off his arm. Takes the diamond and pretty much just runs. Yes, and runs away and then leaves them there. Now, this gets... Uh, Saul and Vinny and Tyrone in trouble because Tyrone is recognized and this gets them involved with Bricktop. Now, Bricktop is about to kill all of them and they make a deal with him saying, we will get you this big diamond if you if you give us like two days to live. So this gets this whole big thing underway of just, we have to get the diamond. And then, and then we cut to Cousin uh, Avi and Doug the Head also, like, we have to get this diamond, and they enlist Bullet Tooth Tony, who is a mercenary, who was, uh, his backstory is he was shot, what, six times? Yeah, and didn't die. And did not die, which... And I think he has, like, two of the bullets as his teeth or something. Yes, I, I believe that is your Bullet Tooth. No, I meant, like, well, yes, but yes, I... he has, he has them as his teeth. Yeah. And then, well, and then, like, he, like... What was it? Like, he also, like, killed him with, like, a blade. I think that also had something to do with the name, too. He's a badass. Yeah. He's a tough son of He's a awesome. So, let's focus on them real quick. Yeah, this is their segment of the story so, now. Uh, so, uh, bo- so, now there's an all-out, I guess, I don't say, I guess war between Boris, the Blade, Cousin uh, Avi, Bulltooth Tony, and uh, Saul and Vinny. And they're all trying to get the diamond. Uh, Turkish and Tommy have a no one. They have no idea of diamond, and 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 they and they're just worried about their lives. And so, focusing on that that triangle of uh, the like around the diamond, it's very interesting just how like just interconnected they are. I mean, there's that sequence of um like, in the bar, and they all meet up, and, uh, this is when, uh... In the bar? Yes, in the bar, when, uh, Bulletooth Tony is, gets a, gets a beer, and then Saul Oh, and that's, Vinny, like, that's a little bit later on, though. Well, okay, then. But I'm, I'm, but I'm sk- also skipping Turkish and Tommy and Mickey and Bricktop, like, that part, too. Like, I'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll continue with this yeah. tangent. So, um... So at this point they're all they're all fighting and they and like cousin Avi and Doug the Head and Bull to, or not Doug the Head but cousin Avi and Bulltooth Tony kidnap Boris put him in the back of the trunk Boris gets out Boris's story is also that he doesn't die uh he do- oh, yeah. he dodges bullets quote yeah. unquote and he's a weapons dealer so they all meet up in this bar big shootout uh, clever like, dialogue. Like, who meet up in the bars, it's Vinny, uh, Tyrone, Saul, and then, um, uh, Cousin Avi, and, um, Bulletooth Tony. And then Boris goes into the bar, too. Yes, and then a big shootout ensues, um, killing Boris, and, uh, yes, killing Boris. After taking an entire clip of Desert Eagle ammo. Yes, and, um... And yes, and, they, um, and then basically Saul and Tyrone get the diamond and then get away mm-hmm. for that time, for that moment of time. 
Um, so, and then let's now, let's jump back to, um, where we leave off with Turkish. Well, I think we should finish the story of... Yeah, I, yeah, you're, you're pretty much right, because I'm almost done. Because once, once the fight turns, like, they really have no significance, so, okay. Because now, Saul and Vinny have a diamond, and Cousin Avi and, um, Bulltooth Tony go to their store... And they want the diamond, and they're gonna shoot the dog because they believe the dog has swallowed it. And then uh, Vinny loves the dog that so much that he won't let them shoot it. And uh, they're gonna give give the hand over the diamond, but then the dog actually does eat the diamond and swallow it. Runs out. Cousin Avi has the Desert Eagle, just fires blindly at the dog. And kills Bullet Tooth Tony, and which then, I thought was a pretty underwhelming death. Well, and then well, it was funny because he's like, he he really is like, hey, let's go, Tony. And then he says like, Tony. And then he looks at the gun, and then he's like, uh oh. And then he just like immediately the flying t- montage, and he's like, anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to London. And then it's like that's it. And then you're like, oh wow, like that's it of Cousin Heavy. Uh, and it's funny. It's just like a comedic little play. Yeah. Um, and so now the dog has. No one has a diamond. The dog has swallowed the diamond. Now, setting up what the what the dog had done did earlier runs back to the gypsies. That's important. Now this ends the story for uh, Saul and Vinny. Yeah. Now they th- now they're like okay, we have to get rid of the bodies. So yeah. that's where we leave off with them. Now. Well, they know it's going to go back to the campsite, so they say let's go get rid of the bodies and then let's let's go to the campsite yes. and get the dog. So now we're going to jump back to Turkish Tommy, Mickey, and Bricktop. So where we last left off was. Mickey just, he beat the guy. Yeah, he beat the guy. And now, um, so after that, Bricktop said, you will do this or else. And you will do this, this, I'm arranging another fight. He will go down to the fourth this time. And if and he doesn't, do, it, I will kill you and the entire gypsy population of like, of, of Brad Pitt's family. But to ensure that he goes down, he ends up, A, smashing, uh, Turkish's business of the slot machines, and and then he ends up burning uh, Mickey's mother alive in her uh, caravan. Yeah. Now this sets everything in motion, which for we'll get to Bricktop's demise. So, um, but let's now let's jump to because at that point after that happens, we have Sal or Saul and Vinny and. Uh, cousin Avi and Bulltooth Tony and Boris, their plot is under is going on after that. Well, this is also like the one time where like everybody's characters converge for like one second of like the movie when they're driving home. Like they see Boris. It's a pretty. It's a. It's a big like I would say like a Pulp Fiction kind of moment. Yeah. Like where it's like it's out of order, but it it explains it. Yeah. Well, because it's like out of nowhere, it's like Vinny. Oh, it's actually pretty funny. It's like oh yeah, we got blanks and replicas. Do these things actually fire? And they shoot it in the car, and they're like, what the hell? And then like, and then they end up hitting a person, and they're like, I'm like, who is that? And then, and then it's like a montage, just like um. Uh, Turkish drinking milk, and Tommy throws it out the window, and then th- that hits um, um, cousin Avi and Bull Tooth Tony's car, and they end up like hitting. They end up driving off the road, and then Boris ends up getting out of the car, escaping, and then he's kind of like shambling around blind because he is um, his eyes covered, and then that's when he gets hit. He's the one who got hit by the car of Vinny and Saul, and so and that and that was the briefest moment where they're all their paths intertwined for a brief second. Um, and so then, and then, so then the, you know, the, uh, the other story that we just talked about, you know, continues in the way we just said, and now 
Turkish and um, Tommy uh, comes the uh, the fight. I believe. Is there anything else? Uh, I believe is the fight. Right uh, I mean, there. just the fight, like the boxing match, the last boxing match. Is there anything else from that that would I forgot like before that? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. So which, um. So yeah, the boxing match, which is um. Oh well, we, well there was the wake. Um. Like the for Mickey's mother, where like he got like really wasted, and then he comes back to the boxing match like passed out, and he's like, he stands up and he's like, I need a shite, I need a shite, and then um, and then they give him like whiskey, and then the the one part I I think you're not supposed to know what he's saying, like Brad Pitt just kind of mumbles something, and like Pikey, and then he just starts laughing, and I'm like, I always get a chuckle out of that. He's like, oh, and I'm like, jeez, I'm pretty sure it's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then because the fight. Even, even Turkish was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and then the fight happens, which, which is you can discuss the fight because you love this fight. Not that I, I enjoyed the fight as well, but you said it's it's awesome. Like it's, it's the awesome. best part so of the movie. So why don't you talk about the fight? Um, well, first off, I'm gonna talk about the music. Talk um, about the music, the way it was shot. They, because there's some interesting yeah, visuals. In they this. used they used the song "Fucking in the Bushes" by Oasis, and like for is that those what it's you. Called? Yeah, it's called "Fucking in the Bushes." Oh, I ooh, okay. <laughs> and um, so basically, like for those of you who've never, well, I assume you've seen the movie and heard the song, but this for those of you who haven't, the song is it's like a very driving, very like, the very um, very like okay. The best way I can describe it is like it's a really cool song. It's like a very there's no lyrics. It's just guitar and like drums, just riffing and stuff, and it's very and it pumps you up. You get so pumped like prepping for this fight. Um, and then eventually, like, you know, Brad Pitt, and it's, like, this really big, like, buff, like, Irish dude, I assume, they're boxing together, and, like, the first punch is Brad Pitt almost knocks him out, and you're like, oh, no, but then the guy stands up and manages it, and then the f- actual fight begins, where it's, like, Brad Pitt's, like, letting, you know, letting the Actually guy kind of beat him up. Yeah, he's taking a beating, um, and so that, that basically goes on, where it's, like, it's really, like, brutal and stuff, and, like, it's very, like, visceral and very, like, up close and personal and quick uh, shot cuts, like, pretty much like the, um, the robbery in the beginning, um, where it was, like, very quick, you know, some frames were spliced out to make it, like, very choppy, but very stylistic, and it's, um, some of it goes slow motion and, like, freeze frame, and, like, Brad Pitt gets, like, punched in the face, and it's, like, freeze frame on him, like, kind of recoiling from the shot, and then, um, and then it's eventually, like, um, the very cool scene where, uh, Turkish is, like, you know, you're dancing like a fairy out there. You know, it's like if you don't actually fight. Give him a show, huh? Give him a show, like don't yeah. He's like, give him a show, like they're gonna know it's rigged if you don't fight. So like, you're like, like let him have it, but don't knock him out. And then you're like even more pumped. You're like, oh yeah, my adrenaline's flowing and stuff. And then um, and then eventually it's like Brad Pitt is taking such a big beating. It's like he is like quick uppercut. He's like literally flying through the air in slow motion. And then and then it goes black and he lands in a pool. And he's like, he's like subconscious and he's just floating there and he's taking a beating. And then you're just like, and then the voice is like, all he has to do is stay down. And you're like, what's he going to do? And he's just floating there in the pool. And then he like reaches up like as an uppercut and then knocks the dude out. And you don't take it from there, Mike? Well, and then it zooms in on, uh, on Turkish and Tommy. It's like, we are fucked. <laughs> and, but, so after that, uh, Mickey obviously wins and... And this the shot was now the that whole fight was very stylistic and very interesting to watch, especially just like now what I like about it is that 
the, the, the like Guy Ritchie had to change all like he didn't have enough extras to fill the whole area. So whenever he changed the camera, he had to switch the extras. Oh yeah, to go along with it. But I just like all the close up. It's a very brutal fight, and both fighters take a beating, and it's not what you're expecting because every time you've seen Brad Pitt fight. He has knocked the guys out in one punch. And this fight almost went like that. But that would have been boring. And, yeah. like, like okay, like, we get it. He can knock people yeah, out Yeah, like, in one we get punch. it. He's really a really you good fighter. You just want to see how tough this guy is. And it also... What what he... He it's ends up... bare knuckle, right? Yeah. Yes. But he also ends up... Um, This is all part of his plan to take out Bricktop and get revenge on him for killing his, his, his mother. And it makes it that much more intense because he gives Bricktop the hope that he's going to win, and then he takes it away from him at the last second. And at that point, it and it, and it, again going back to the style of the shot or like the, the, the fight, uh, it's also like there's slow, there's a lot of slow mo of like just just hits. And my favorite slow mo in there is when he gets hit and he's like literally like his legs like. Like, uh, yeah, it's like with the shot before he goes into the pool. Yes, his he gets just knocked back, and he's just everything's in the air, and he's just, he looks like he's knocked out cold, and then he lands in the pool, which is just like out of nowhere, and it's good like I don't say it's surrealist, but it's good like a a good metaphor for like just what he's feeling. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like he's he's always like holding back the uh, you know the actual Mickey, and then he comes out from the pool, and then just totally you know he does the he actually does the Mickey thing, knocks him out one punch, you know. It's like he's lost in this like subconscious like ether, and then he finally lets out you know the dragon or whatever you want to call it, the wolf or whatever. Yeah, so that was that fight, and it was just very energetic and filled with energy, and really got you riled up, and then a very very good climax to the yes. movie, and then. They Turkish realizes they have to get out of there, and and what ensues is pro is possibly the best revenge plot in uh recent memory for me. Besides the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you. I I know I I'm I'm saying like I haven't read nor seen that film. Oh so. really? It's a good movie. Okay. Well, anyway, um, recent memory, and. He and it just it turns out it and you want to see this that Brickhouse just gets everything turned upside on his head and just he loses in the end because he's just been such a ruthless bastard and uh it's just all it's just great like all the Irish uh, I guess gypsies the, yeah the they gypsies. end up kill like uh Bricktop has his goons outside of the vill or the the, the, the campsite, campsite to kill everyone there but. It um it, he to kill everybody there if Brad Pitt wins, yes, which he does. But then it all turns out they're all in the forest with guns and they just blow everyone to hell, and they blow Brick Top's men to hell. Yes, and even I mean and their campsite, but uh, <laughs> they burn it and and they scorch. They scorch. oh well, that's because they left. They hightailed it out of yes, there. Yes, I know, but uh, I know I was getting to that, but um. Yeah, so they kill everyone there, and then they even killed his drivers, and uh, Bricktop sees them and says, I need a gun, and he opens the door, and it's a, such a great reveal with a double barrel, and he says, yeah, I got your, I got your, like, your gun or something, yeah. and he just fucking pops him, Yeah. and Bricktop is dead, and then... But you don't see Bricktop die. But all, most of the deaths are off-screen in this film. Actually, I think all of them are. <laughs> 
Yeah, whatever. And um, and, and then so Mickey runs away. Mickey runs away, and that's the last you well, see of he, him. And he also bet like a lot of money on him winning too. Like that, he said that was an offhanded thing. He's like, yeah, he like bet all of his winnings like on him, and he won all this money. And then yeah, then they hightail it out of there, and then it ends with you know. Um, Mickey, not Mickey, um, Tommy and Turkish, they want to recruit Brad Pitt again to fight, and they're, but they, they, they all they left camp. They can't find him. Yeah, um, and then the cops are like, hey, what are you guys, like, what are you guys doing here, and like, um, what do you know about, you know, Pikey's, like, they're not to be trusted, and then, excuse me, and they're like, what do you want, what are you doing here, and then the dog comes up, and they're like, oh, we're taking a dog for the walk, or for a walk, and, <laughs> and he's like, Tommy, go get the dog, and he's like, come here, Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> Um, and, and then, then, and then, yeah, and then they end up driving away with the dog. Well, on the way back, they see Sal and Vinny, or Saul and Vinny, uh, getting arrested for having the bodies of Bulltooth Tony in the back, or and the also, trunk of their um, car. Frankie Fourfingers. Yes. Uh, corpses in the back of their trunk. And then, they, uh, they get their comeuppance for, I guess, being bad. I guess you didn't. They're not I, bad guys. They're just like the hapless, like, but idiots. They go to like jail. Like, crooks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but then, and then we start, oh, well, then we end where, where we started. Exactly. Um, we end with, yeah, ex- it, that's exactly it. Um, and exactly where the monologue, the opening monologue began with them in front of Doug the Head, uh, appraising the diamond. And then it, it ends with him giving a call to cousin, a- uh, Avi, and he comes back in the exact same montage, gets his passport stamped at the end. And... That is Snatch. As convoluted very, as this podcast was. I, I promise, was, it's not as convoluted as we made it out. It's just we... It's just... This was, it's very hard, it's to, just, it's this very hard was, to talk about. It's... This... Yes, as Brian said, this was a very difficult film to discuss because it's not like uh, Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs where it's separated. Like, the stories are all separated, but... It's They're still, not as intertwined as they are. Yeah. Like, it's like, segment one, alright, next. Segment two... Yeah, and I know we're having, like, a little bit of a hard time discussing it, but I promise it's not as convoluted or confusing as we make it out to be. It really isn't. Yes, but it is a fantastic film, and... And, uh, yes, I, I, we apologize if this sounds as uh, convoluted as it is. We don't want to confuse. But it's it's it, this film is very difficult to discuss, which uh, is a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it is it's a, a good film thing. that you have to think about. And not too hard, but enough. Uh, I, I think I guess I was a in decent like, effort into thinking about Yeah, exactly. Not too hard, but enough to, you know, follow along. It was good. Um, So I guess we'll yeah, so go that, into the stars. Uh, that yes, that is that that is snatch, uh, and we are come to that point in the podcast where we give our star recommendations. Um, you should go first. Okay, so Brian went first last time last week. I uh, I'll go first. This, it should be this like episode. the recommender always goes second. Yes. Okay. Well, so again, this was I I don't want to say I've been avoiding this film, but I I just didn't see this film for a long time because I didn't know what to expect. Um. For for me, watching newer films, I don't really have the time. Uh, just with uh, schoolwork and uh, um, I'm a collegiate athlete, it's it's difficult to find time for movies, and it's it's harder. I I am less inclined to take a risk with a film because when I actually find that that time to sit down and watch a film, I want to make sure I enjoy it. 
and uh, I don't know why I didn't uh, watch this sooner. Um, especially after raving reviews from Brian and other and multiple other people. But now that I sat down uh, for this podcast and finally watched it, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, my star rating, I would give it a four star. Uh, the the plot is very uh, complex, which is good. Um, I, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Um, so, and it's it the style. I, I'm giving this mostly. I mean, the acting is the it's it, everything is very good about this film. But I'm the 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 four stars comes from me mostly from the style of shooting and the the acting. But mostly the style of shooting and the very tight script. Um, when I I just love the way this is shot. It's very new. It's uh, it's it's very Tarantino esque. And I think this this makes this style of shooting is what uh, makes Guy Ritchie an auteur. Uh, he he can join the ranks of the damned few in that. So with that, uh, with the style of the shooting. And the tight, very, very tight script, I will give this film a uh, 4 out of 5 stars. Okay, um, well, yeah, when I first saw this movie, it was kind of, I was in I was in school, you know, just kind of hanging out in my dorm, and I really didn't know what to watch, and I was like, you know what, like, it was on Netflix, and, um, I was like, oh, Brad Pitt's in this movie, I, I like Brad Pitt, um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go, like, I, I saw Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, but I didn't really associate it with Guy Ritchie, and, um, and I really like Lockstock, a lot, so I gave Snatch a shot, and I went into it with zero expectations, I was like, just Brad Pitt's in it, and, um, yeah, I was, I was, by the end of the movie, I was blown away by it, um, I was very impressed with it, you know, J- pretty much everything Mike just said, um, you know, tight story, very, very, um, very stylized direction, um, by a relatively young, or at least new director, um, I mean, he only had one previous movie, I believe, before that. Um, you know, he, it's a very competent director who knows what he's doing, knows how to handle his actors, um, but also has, like, something to show and to say, and it's, I appreciate that very much, and it's very good. I always have, whenever I sit back and watch this movie, I always have a really fun time with it, no matter what's happening, um, you know, and there's so many awesome elements to it, like, like, I just, I mean, we were sitting here just quoting the movie for a little bit, you know, it's like, it's just one of those movies, you can do it, and it is, you know, it does borrow some tropes from Tarantino and, you know, other people, but, you know, like, if you can do it, you know, as well as, you know, the Masters can, do it, you know? Um, so, I, this is why I give the movie a four star. Um, very great movie, you know, a very, movie. Very competent movie. Very, yeah, very, very, very competent, and, um, so yeah, that's, I guess that's it, that's the show. Right, that wraps up Snatch, um, thank you for, uh, for listening to this very uh, different, complex uh, uh, telling of the of the uh, of Snatch. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next. Uh. Next episode. It is my turn to recommend. Want to throw a little hint or clue? Um. I guess this will be the first entry that. Uh. I'm not saying necessarily found footage, but hand handheld camera will definitely is is the uh means of telling the story in a very in a very different kind of way than yes. has been this it's it's a before. very uh it, it's an indie film that i don't deal, deal believe, with bullying 
I mean, that doesn't well, really give it away. Uh, it's not. It's a very indie film that I don't think many people um, have seen. Have should been exposed to, check and out. I, and I think that that should change. <laughs> yes, that's definitely changed. So, yes, um, that wraps up this episode of Amateur Autors. Uh, thank you once again for uh, for downloading and listening. Uh, with us and yeah thank you for the support guys you know um, we're gonna keep trying to do what we do uh, so yeah uh, with that we will see you uh, next episode yeah thanks guys see you later Thank you for listening to this episode of Amateur Autours. If you like what you heard, want to leave a review, or even make a possible suggestion for a future show, please let us know. You can follow us on Twitter, at Amateur underscore Autours, our Facebook page, uh, which is Amateur Autours Podcast, our Instagram, at The Amateur Autours, or you can even send us an email, which is at The Amateur Autours Podcast at gmail.com. Again, The Amateur Autors Podcast at gmail.com. That is one word. Cover design was composed by Sarah Jacobs. You can check out her work at Digital Adventures, which is her, her own personal website. Uh, opening and closing theme was performed by the CCH Jazz Ensemble, which was found using, using a Creative Commons search. Once again, we would like to personally thank everyone for helping us in supporting the show. Uh, remember to stay tuned for future episodes of the show, and... Let us know what everyone thinks, and thank you once again.